And we are back. Welcome to episode 33 of the Brand Social Podcast. Today we're talking to Billy from Gasser Diaries. Enjoy the show. I've hold on. I just realised I've been talking to you, and I'm, I'm and I was on mute. Oh right. I was like, why is he talking over me? Hold on, let me just. Um, I mean, that is the way we go. Hold on, let me just uh, pull this blind. <laughs> One sec. Pull this blind. What? Right. Dog. Oh. 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 Man. Fine figure of a man I am. Oh, oh. that's not a good sign. I set fire to a hoodie about 10 minutes ago. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, and you can smell um, it before you notice the it. the flash? Yeah. Like, burnt the fuck out of it. Oh, shit. What are the hoods? Uh, the, um, is it the rollers? Or are they the... Rollers? Yeah, the Stanley Stella ones. You managed to burn one of them? Mate, I could literally let me just find out which one it is. Uh, what are they? 80, um, 80 20. Yeah, I'll, honestly, mate, I'll, I'll dig a picture up of it later. Um, uh, drummer, not roller, drummer. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know which one you mean. They're they don't like, print very nice, actually. Not as nice as no, I was expecting them to. They're, they're like their budget mm. hoodies. I'm yeah. not a fan of them. The rollers are okay. The crew necks, they're really nice, really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm a bit... Yeah. done some printing today, I tell you. Fuck me. Jesus. Yeah, I, I was supposed to. What happened? Um, well, I fucking injured myself. Oh, of course, yeah. You're still bad. Yeah, yeah. Been a lot of pain. Um, I'm a bit nervous about sitting down for two hours. Because I sat down for about half an hour earlier and like my back like nearly completely seized up. And I was like, it took me a good like 20 minutes just to like straighten out and like get it moving again. So yeah, if I get up and move about. Have you tried why. not getting old? <laughs> it's, it's always just it? the shittest way like of injuring yourself, like how you do your back. It's just the most like boring shit it's not like oh one of the worst injuries i ever did was in a hospital in a hospital car park leaning to um get the ticket out of the machine as i drove into the car park (laughs) and and i went in and my arm was like i felt like i'd ripped my entire arm off because the way the way it went in you had to go in and immediately turn left obviously Mm. the ticket machines on your right but it's literally like a hairpin so yeah, I either have to go really mega close to the curb or lean out. And I thought, oh, fuck it, I'll lean out. And I went in and my, I was holding my arm as I went in to reception. And the receptionist looked at me, she went, car park. <laughs> and I was like, really? yeah, she was like, yeah. She said, drum up a lot of business that way, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, mine wasn't, a, mine wasn't an, as interesting as that. So uh, a couple of days ago, we went and walked the dogs and I threw a stick for them. And like, as I threw it, I felt some twinge in my back. I was like, oh, that's uh, that's not too pleasant. But I didn't think anything of it. It didn't really hurt. It was just like a twinge sort of thing. Anyway, yesterday was Ellis's birthday and we went bowling. Mm. 
And then I was like, my back felt really tight towards the end of it. And I woke up this morning. I was like, I can't sit up. Can't fucking sit up. I had to get Nick's to pull me up. Like, I fucking dropped, uh, dropped Ellis off at preschool earlier. I'm trying to get out the car. It was like, yeah. Any excuse. I was for, like getting uh, out of the car, like. And it's just, other it's just an excuse just for being like, shit at bowling. What the fuck is he doing? That's all it is. Just your excuse uh, for being shit at bowling. I beat Nick, so. Well, well done. <laughs> have you ever played on one of hands. those? Um, have you ever played on one of those bowling alleys where it's like real pins and everything, but they're on strings? No. So like, <laughs> I played on one when I was in France uh, when I was away in February, and uh, someone said, "Oh, there's a bowling alley at the, at the resort you're going to," and we were like, "Fuck off! There's no way, nowhere's a bowling alley." There. Fucking was a massive bowling alley there. What well, say massive? Four lanes, but quite big, like full size. And like, oh, it's wicked. And uh, all AMC stuff, like the, you know, like the, like you get over here and all that. And I was like, wicked. Mm. Anyway, my friend threw the first bowl and the, some of the pins like twisted on their own axis. It's <laughs> fucking weird. And I look closely and they're normal pins, but they've got string that runs, obviously runs all the way through to the top. So when, <laughs> when they want to re-rack them, they just pull the strings tight and it, <laughs> it pulls them into place. That's brilliant. Oh, it was fucking weird. It's like a little kid's one. It was good though. We had a good time. Nice, nice. You've actually done any work today, then? I've just been doing admin. Oh, mate, I feel for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, it happens every now and again, but it's you know it's just fucking annoying because it means that I've like got to take off like two or three days now just to because I know full well that if I print, I'm gonna make it worse. Mm. You know? Yeah, you just, the, the you've job, got to listen to your body. The jobs that I've got on. I think I've got three that are the most urgent to go out and they're all oversized prints. But it's like, I know that's going to be a lot of pressure on my back, on, you know, my mm. arms and shit. Like that. And it's just, it's just going to make it worse. So um, I had a client chasing me and I was just like, sorry, mate. <clears throat> sorry, mate. Like I've got to, you know, just listen to my body, as you said, and take a couple of days off. And I was like, I'll get it out to you next day um on monday or something so yeah here's what it is it is what it is yeah i had a, had a busy day on admin i get just i think it's something i haven't really managed to focus on recently obviously with like with like the move and like getting everything set up at home and figuring out the processes and stuff like that and obviously having jobs still coming in and stuff like i haven't actually had a chance to sit down and like a tweak my pricing because I've been putting that off for fucking ages. Mm. Um, so I just haven't had the time to do it. So I've done that today. Um, and then just chasing loads of new leads and potentially got four new jobs on off the back oh, of nice. it. Nice. And it's just, it's people that I've kind of spoken to in the past and everything like, you know, but that have just gone a bit silent, but it's like people asking for quotes and everything now. So it's um yeah, it's good. Not a day wasted. Good. Yeah. How's uh how's your day been? How's the printing been? Aside Mate. from setting shit on fire. <laughs> I mean, in a in a run of two hundred garments are printed today. Two hundred hoodies. Um and seven uh seventy-five percent of those were PFP jobs. Um so it's been a been quite a hefty day. But in a run of yeah. two hundred garments, I've only fucked up three, which I don't oh. think is too bad. 
it's what one and a half percent hit rate. Yeah. So I'm not, right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too displeased with that. The problem is the customer I have. It's a, one of those um, customer supply garment jobs. Uh, I never get any extras. Ah. Yeah. Which I mean, but it's one of like, I, I do it with the with the like expectation of fucking a couple up. Like, what's really annoying is I fucked two up the same way. Um, hmm. And it was, I didn't realize when I'd taken my new sleep, my new, um, uh, the small platens came in today for doing the tote bags and stuff, which I'm going to do after, after we get off here. And um, I'd taken one off to size it up so that I could burn the screen in the right place to save myself a bit of, a bit of ag. I took one off to yeah. do that. And on, when I, on, sorry, go on, finish yeah. your story and then I've got a question. Well, yeah, when I put the normal platen back on, I didn't tighten it up fully. Oh really? So that oh, was just a, so that was re- what was really confusing is obviously I was pulling it, pulling the mm-hmm. design, and it was coming towards me again, and it happened twice. And I was like, "What the fuck is that doing that?" And I happened to put my hand down, and then the whole platter went Shh, and slid forward. <laughs> I was like, "Well, that'll be that'll be it then." That's why, that's why I fucked up fifty quid's worth of garments. Oh fucking hell! So one of them, isn't it? yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So when when you're ordering. Obviously not for this client because I know mm. this client and he's supplying all the garments. But with your other clients, do you always overorder? Yeah, always, every time. Purely because, um, unless I've printed on a garment before, mm. uh, it's nice to. Although you can run as many test prints as you want on leftover shit you've got there, but mm. printing actually on, like, mm. a, a sample of what your what the finished job's going to be on makes sense. So I always overorder. Like if if it's like an order of 20, 25 pieces, I'll get an extra one or an extra two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just, it just not on not on the super expensive stuff, obviously, because that's that's a silly way of doing things. But you know, anything sort of below eleven quid, I'll just order an extra, yeah. an extra, an extra cup. It just makes sense too. It just takes the stress off. I, mean, I don't, I don't generally, I don't fuck up a lot of garments generally. Mm. Um, I think, like I said, like on a, on a run of two hundred, as a manual printer, only fucking up three isn't terrible. Like, I know mm. it's it's three more than I'd want to normally, but it would have been it would have been one if I hadn't have, <laughs> if I'd done the platen up properly. That was just me just rushing uh, around. I think I think one is almost worse than three though. Yeah, yeah, but especially there's like... two of one design and one of another, so that's sort of mm. yeah. Yeah. None, uh, all the black prints absolutely fine all the all of the because they're easy to do aren't they like mm. run it through and bosh you're done yeah yeah yeah. Mm. yeah but what's really nice is there's like a dusty pink with a black logo on it it looks really really cool really cool nice. they're on the on the rollers yeah i'm quite i don't know i don't really have a system in like i mean not like a proper system in place for like over order and stuff like some jobs I do and some I don't. Like most of the stuff that I don't is like, I don't know, this seems probably a little bit counterintuitive, but the cheaper stuff I never overorder. Mm. So I'm just like, most of my clients that are going for the cheaper stuff, i.e., Guild and shit, they're all repeat clients. Mm. So it's like we do a lot of printing for like a, a quite a big dance academy down here. Like just giving an example. And for their kind of like uniforms for the kids in that, they always use Stanley Stella. And I've always got that stuff in stock anyway. Yeah, so, so you're right, you're laughing there. But then when they do their events, they use like Guild and Soft Styles. 
mm. because they're selling them and they need to try and keep the cost down to to raise money essentially mm. and that stuff i never overorder because um i don't know i just I don't, I don't know why i don't really i think what i've always done is if there's any fuck-ups like i mean on the last run i did for them that was i think that was 350 of their event shirts and that was was it three color front one color back there wasn't a single fuck up and i was like that's fucking awesome yeah that's banging um but it's like even even if there was it's just like i'll credit you that fucking six quid or whatever seven quid or whatever on on a future order because i know they're going to come back like you yeah, know. Well, that, that that's why this isn't so much of an issue because they've got obviously their it sounds backwards because they're customer supplied garments and mm. he buys way more than i do he gets mm. them much cheaper anyway <laughs> yeah so i yeah. just say to him like look let me know sort of what it what it is and i'll um mm. i mean with, with customer supplied ones like i very uh, not very rarely but i don't often accept customer supplied garments mm. um unless they're ones that i know i can source from a wholesaler easily i.e from pen carry from continental from rollerwise whatever mm. um which obviously most stuff you can and we can get them cheaper than customers buying stuff themselves anyway yeah um but i think when i have had people give us their own stuff and i learned this the hard way um with not being able to replace garments because they'd bought something fucking random and I fucked one up, and they're like, "Oh well, I want, I want that garment." And it's just like, "Well, I can't fucking get it for you, can I?" <laughs> like, you know. But it was, it was my fault. Live and learn. Um, yeah, when I get when I get customers coming to me and they supply their own garments, my policy is that if there's any fuck ups, unless you've provided extras, we don't reprint them. Like fuck ups mm. happen. Mm. It's a manual craft. You have to be aware that these things can happen. So if you're not willing to supply extras, if there are any misprints, then that's it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to reprint them as long as they're a single colour. Like I won't, I won't go re-registering a job for a, you know, for waiting for something to come. Or, or if I've got space oh, in no, the press, no. I'll I mean, leave it. Don't get me wrong. I'll happily, I'll happily reprint it if I've still got the screens. But mm. I'm not going and buying blanks. No, that's fair. Not, if, not if they've provided it. No. Not, well, I, I won't be buying these blanks. I'll just knock a few quid off the bill. Yeah, it's frustrating, but it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, you got anything else lined up, mate? I'm fucking rammed. I've got a, I've got all the tote bags to do after we finish mm. here, and then I've got another. I've got forty hoodies to do. I'm going to try and do them tonight as well. Um, they're one color front, one color back. Um, and then I've got a a collab job that I'm doing with a um with a lady who's really good at sewing and like she makes her own bags and stuff. All right. And I'm uh, I've basically taken a logo and and we're going to be sheet uh, printing sheets of of uh, plain fabric up with with okay. her logo like all over it and then she's going to make stuff out of it. Oh, wicked. Um, so I'm going that's to live cool. live stream that. That's all that's all prepped and ready to go. It's just I've had to sort of shuffle the deck and get these get this job out because this job's got to be out for Friday morning, I think it's going out. Um, yeah, and then I've got a pretty stacked week next week as well with things. Nice, nice, mate. Yeah, it's all right. Keeps yeah. the wolves away from the doors, they say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I won't be buying any a... Ferraris anytime soon, I don't know that much. 
<laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's like it's a constant um constant battle of kind of like getting jobs in and you need the time to print those jobs but then you also need to be dedicating your time to getting new work in and that mm. obviously takes up such a massive amount of time like that kind of like sales hybrid role is like it's all consuming like i could spend literally all day every day chasing leads and i'm quite good at sales like you know i came i mean i know you're you're in sales aren't you but i came from a sales background as well and it was like i quite enjoy that i like the the people aspect of it and getting to know people and that communication side of it but i could spend all day doing it but then if i'm mm. doing all that i'm not fucking printing it well see i'm not doing like that anymore people have paid you it's like <laughs> i'm not having mm. to do that anymore because yeah, well, i mean, find yeah. all the work is banging he does yeah. he finds the jobs or people come to him for the jobs mm-hmm. um and then he does orders everything up ticks everything on the way in and then prints me off top sheets sometimes he sends the artwork to me on time <laughs> I'm basically contract printing, but at sort of retail print pricing, if that makes mm. sense. Sort of the best of both worlds. Yeah. Mm. I recommend I recommend you get yourself a Tom. Are, are you allowed to say his name on here? Okay, I've done it now. Hi, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't know what Tom. It's not like there's only one Tom in the world, is it? Mm. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, we'll, hopefully we'll get him on here one day. He will. One day he'll come on. One, One day. day he'll come. Yeah, yeah. Once it once he's a bit more settled. Yeah. Unless I fall yeah. out of him beforehand. I'll try not to. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's impossible to fall out. It was really funny because I went and saw him the other day and um he was saying that someone was uh someone was chasing him for an invoice. Mm. And I was like, Yeah, that must be really annoying. Like when someone's chasing you and you haven't paid them, he's like, Yeah. And I looked at him and I was like his, his invoice was two days overdue and i was like brilliant <laughs> yeah. he's like what i said I'd... i said you owe me the invoice the most current invoice you haven't paid yet he's like, yes i have and it was a joke and he was like mate you haven't he checked it's like oh shit i haven't <laughs> brilliant <laughs> yeah bless him i had one uh i had one with this uh this band we've been i've been fucking nightmares with um so i've got i've got three invoices with them that were overdue Mm. one's for about 1200 quid the other's for about 200 and the other's about it's about 300 quid or something um and uh, i've been fucking chasing them and chasing them and just being completely ignored i'm just like right this is really starting to fucking grind my gears now mm. um and so bear in mind these invoices were all sent to different people within their kind of like band so organization. they're actively ignoring you then aren't they yeah and it was like so what happened was it on the seventh they were supposed to pay the remainders of their invoice because the agreement was um i explained on the last episode didn't i but there was a <clears throat> they paid a 75 percent of the print cost and all the garments and then there was the remaining 25 percent, and then there was some other bits as well that we needed paying for um anyway so i was chasing for that and the agreement was they'd pay it on the seventh um which obviously is the 19th now and uh sent the invoices over or they already had the invoices i just sent fresh ones over to be like you know give them a nudge sort of thing Mm. and uh, just getting ignored ignored sent four follow-up emails to all these different people all separate email chains as well and then lo and behold yesterday 
they all replied within 10 minutes of each other. And it what? so happens that their tour finished yesterday. I'm just like, right, so your agreement was blatantly, let's not deal with this until the tour finishes. That's disgusting. Have they paid you? Yeah. Uh, it's in hand, apparently. Never deal with them ever again. No, I'm not. Or, I mean, if we do, it's 100% off front. Yeah, and I said to him, it. I was like, the last email I sent to him, and I was like, look, like, we did you a favor here because you were saying the reason you couldn't pay 100% up front was because of cash flow issues. Mm. And I was like, I get that. You know, I really do. So I'll trust you stupidly mm. with this. So it's, you know, it's on me partly. Um, but yeah, it's if they come back to us, next year or in the summer if they go on another tour or whatever I'd be like no 100% up front I don't care if you can't afford it anymore it's like, got to be, you fucked me about like your invoice is what is it 12 days overdue no longer than that like two weeks overdue whatever it is so like, it's not good enough so anyway enough naughty moaning. boys yeah the twats um, but yeah fuck them it's a nice T-shirt you got on. Yeah, it's from little brand rhymes with poo. <laughs> That's a lovely way to describe <laughs> to describe a guest we've had I was, on. I was trying to think sorry, of another Scott. word. That, that was oh, fucking, sorry, yeah, fucking sorry, poet laureate over there, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> what you rhymes know. with poo? Um, no, you. It's, it's probably the most rhymable word in the English language. Do clue. Like <laughs> uh, sh shoe, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt from a brand called Shoe Clo. <laughs> they sell pastries. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was very good. That was oh, very, very good. I've resumed myself. Uh, resumed. Resumed. Yeah. Resumed. That's, that's what they, yeah. Is that how they say it in France? Yeah. Resume. I tell you what. The last 10 minutes of the episode, the last episode that listeners would listen to, fuck me, what was going on there? Why did we start talking about going back and killing Hitler, but then duplicating Hitler? What was that? That was, that was you. That I know. To do with I me. Know. Where did that come from? <laughs> what was that all about? Oh. Yeah. Um, we need to do a like and share, Darcy, for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yep. Is it my turn? <laughs> have, have I ever done one? This must be my turn then, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> listeners, we need you to um, like and share. Otherwise, uh, your socks will always be wet. Perhaps piss. Yeah, it, well, it could be piss. An, an undisclosed liquid. But if you don't like and share the no, podcast, I'll make sure that your substance substance, yeah, I'll make sure that your um your socks are always wet, and you know it won't it'll be annoying the first day, but you'll get over it. The second day, you'll be like, this is uncomfortable. I could do without it. The third day, you'll be like, okay, this is this has potential to cause me serious harm. <laughs> and then the fourth day. You'll be like, shit, I really should like to share the podcast because my feet are in agony. And then the fifth day, uh, we were making love by Sunday and on Friday <laughs> and Saturday. Uh, Craig David will come round 
and he will he will personally uh, shit in your all of your footwear. So <laughs> you're out there, Darcy. You having a moment? <laughs> um, you need to you need to like and share and and subscribe and whatnot because otherwise you're going to have an undisclosed chew liquid for multiple days, and then a Craig David deuce in your flip on your shoe on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Oh bloody hell! I've added in a few more, few more randoms. Have you printed off the sheet before I added in the new randoms? Oh, when did you add them? Like half an hour ago. Oh no! I'm, uh, hold on. There's a new, new one in there that I think you'll like. Where is it at the bottom? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, that's part of that. You know, I found that what I've started doing now is mm. like, so I used to like these questions used to come out of my brain, mm. which is probably more worrying than it is talent. <laughs> um, but my my brain is a bit full at the minute, and it's run out of randomness. So I've just started going on Reddit. Nice, nice work. We're going on like the the weird random question subreddit. Some of them are fucking way too strange to put in this. I, th- I think uh, shower thoughts is a good one on Reddit. Yeah, uh, but my my favourite Reddit um, r slash is um, word avalanches. Have you been on there? No. It's when people like well, there's like a sentence, and then that sentence can be said in another way, and the way it's said is like an avalanche of the same word or the or the or a couple of words repeated over and over. Uh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. The, my my favourite one on there is um, the man who sketches crossbreed dogs is adequate at his job, but another way of saying that is the labradoodle doodle doodle do. <laughs> <laughs> chuckling to myself like proper gurgling away like a little drain joanna just yeah, joanna's she's like, she's mental like, yeah she rolls <laughs> over and she goes word avalanches and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's brilliant yeah. that's brilliant oh um so today we have got uh not that any of our guests aren't awesome um but we've got an awesome guest he's a man after my own heart he talks in voice notes. Nice. Which is I love. Uh he's a mountain biker. Also love. He does clothing. Also love. He lives in a van. Men with Ven. I love that. <laughs> Men with Ven. Um and yeah, he seems like a lovely bloke. So we've got Billy on from Gasser Diaries, who are a uh what are they? They're like a mountain bike community slash streetwear brand. Um, yeah, they're quite cool because all of their um, well, they they have obviously their clothes up on their Instagram, but it's more like a lifestyle Instagram that happens yeah. to sell clothes, which is quite, which mm. is really, I think, the best way to do it. Like if you yeah. if you're that sort of that way inclined. Um, mm. I don't know where he is though, so I'm going to text him. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and grab a nice, refreshing, uh, cold beverage because I've just realised that my mouth is drier than a. Hmm. Drier than a what? Drier than a camel. Nuns. Nuns 
drier than a uh, camel's uh, toenail. We're back. Are we back forthwith? All right. Just wanted to say this. So I had a, I've got a uh, screen print slash supercolor job on. Mm. Ordered the uh, ordered the transfers at two o'clock today. Mm. Uh, what are you drinking? Are you drinking alcohol? No, 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 sir. So... Oh right, I was going to say Saint Etienne. Right away, get me titties out. <laughs> um, yeah, ordered uh, ordered the transfers at two o'clock today. At four forty-two, they were shipped. That's mental, isn't it? It's insane. <laughs> it's just mad. But anyway, uh, Billy's here, so let's get him in. Hey, man. Oh, uh, he oh. can't. He turned himself off. Can't hear sign you. language. I can't hear you. Can you hear us? <laughs> there you go. Can you hear me now? There we go. <laughs> hear me now. <laughs> Sweet. How's it going, mate? You're right. Yeah, good, mate. Are you? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Nice one. Thanks for having me on. You're Thanks for coming. Welcome, I'm. Uh, you haven't spoken to me. I'm Pav. How do? Uh, nice to meet you, mate. Thanks for getting nice the memo about the headwear and the beard. Well done. But yeah, no, no, it's always a go to, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Strong work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you guys in uh, in separate houses then? Yeah, yeah. I'm in the cupboard under stairs. I'm in the cupboard under stairs. Nice one. Yeah. We do the we do the podcast and we just sit back to back. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's actually right opposite, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're having a land party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've just yeah, we painted actually... each side of the room differently, so it looks like we're in different houses. And Pav oh, keeps no, his yeah, clean, and mine is a shit tip. So, yeah, you're doing a good contrast there. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Very sorry, I mean, this man. is all th- this is all Pav stuff. As yeah, I've mentioned that's... before, this isn't clean. It's only <laughs> it's only this square of the room that's clean. The rest of it is a shithole. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff all no, over man. the bed. Look, I'll, I'll prove it to you. Look. Oh, See? nice one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you pushed it all up away. Yeah. That's an ungodly... How cool is that post, uh, that print, though? Yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't that's it? Tr- that's true romance print. And then that's me. And then that's my lamp. Just nice. give me the guided <laughs> tour. Hold on. Um, wrong way, mate. It, this, it, <laughs> it, this is a mirror. Nice. Bye, mate. <laughs> Yeah, um and then I've got a some shelvage up there. There's nice. an engine and some books. Uh and a hat and a cable and a fucking huge knife. This is a um, this but... is a really, really great content for a uh for, for audio only podcast. That's fine. I'll do I'll do I'll do I'll do an audio description of it. And now listener Pav is showing us his engine. <laughs> Yeah, people are going to be listening to this. Like, what the fuck's going on here? That's all right. No oh, one mate. listens to it. You ain't got to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Don't worry. That's all right. Those who those who do are always like, "What the fuck is going on?" Oh, <laughs> I have got I have got some. Um, I don't know if you've listened to any other episodes, Billy. Um, but I was saying on another episode, someone did an absolutely spectacular prank on me, and they right. um they sent me a a. a basically a fake subscription thing for the post i'll subscribe to some shitty knife collecting um club anyway i won't say who it is 
but they thought they were being really <laughs> clever and um and really sly about it right but i would i'm basically fucking sherlock right so yeah yes yeah. i went on the the uh envelope that it all came in the package that it all came in and obviously i know who sent it it was dpd and there was a consignment number and i was like ah consignment number it will show who sent it so i was like bosh typed the consignment number in just came out of a tiny little logo for this uh for this place right. didn't recognize the logo and it was really tiny so i used one of those ai upscaling bots right and I, yeah. and I put it on that and it made it massive so i could see what it was and then i did a reverse image search on it <laughs> That's Sherlock, on, on, like modern day Sherlock. On Google. Sherlock. And then I found out who this company was and I went on um, Company's House to see uh, who was involved with this company and a name sounded familiar that someone had mentioned to me before. And then I went and, I went and found out what other businesses this person owned. And this person owned a business that someone, Darcy and I know, works for. So... Right. <laughs> Did you get him back? No, not yet. No. Revenge is a dish best served cold. Yeah. So well, it, 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 this, 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 yeah. exactly what's going. Oh no, he he, <laughs> he he. I think he's aware that I've caught him because uh, I basically stopped talking to him. He's dead to me. <laughs> um. <laughs> Darcy, you're muted. Oh. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 again, like, why why is everybody talking over me yeah darcy was shitting himself <laughs> with laughter over there basically i'm um, i'm basically sherlock um without yeah, the, like, without the drug habit yeah that mm. is like a fully savage or, or with the drug habit just oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beer we habits. don't talk we don't talk about that i don't really drink this this is a non-alcoholic beer Oh, nice. Saint good? Etienne. Wasn't it, isn't that a band, Saint Etienne? Yeah. Oh, it's, also, it's also a place in France. Oh, no. well, yeah, of course, you would know that. Oh, the <laughs> French French encyclopedia <laughs> in the corner. Uh... <laughs> what are you drinking, Billy? Okay. Uh, I'm drinking Electric Boogaloo by mm. Tiny Rebel. Oh. Pretty nice. Nice. Actually, didn't Love taste Tiny that. Tiny Rebel. Nice. And the can draws me in. That's good marketing, that. Mm. Yeah. Buy it just for yeah. the can. It's all right, actually. Yeah, Tiny Rebel are an awesome brewery. Oh, they Love are good. Aren't they? I mean, they, they cost a lot, but they're worth it. Yeah. It's good. the same with all the... I mean, we we print for a lot of breweries. Um, and, like, the perks of printing for breweries is, like, A, they're local, and B, when I deliver it, I get free beer. No. Like, <laughs> every time I deliver t-shirts, it's like, but you've paid for these. It's like, no, no, have some free beer. It's like, are you sure? It's like, yeah. That's well good. Yeah, it's fucking like, wicked. Like local breweries and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're awesome people. I think breweries or brewers are a lot like screen printers. Like we yeah. roam in the same kind of circles. It's like yeah. we're very, very similar people. So I always get on with them really well. And it's like it makes up a massive percentage of the the kind of work that we do as a print shop um so yeah that's cool but how's things with you anyway mate how's uh how's things going with the gasser diaries good mate yeah yeah definitely yeah it's um it's busy like one one man band really so um yeah you kind of you've got so much stuff to sort out We we just had a couple of days off doing a um doing a riding tour with loads of uh people who ride for the brand 
And it's crazy. You have two days off and then the stuff you come back to, it's just like a mountain of stuff. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's going well. It's always, always a learning curve, like no matter how far you go with it and stuff, but I'm, uh, I'm definitely happy with the way it's flown at the moment, really, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Do you want to, um, do you want to give us a little rundown of, uh, of your brand and what you do and who you are and all that then? Yeah. So we, we're a mountain bike uh, apparel brand. So we kind of specialize in um, bringing streetwear into the mountain biking scene. Um, so in within mountain biking, it's kind of quite racery. So you've got like jerseys and riding pants um, stuff like that. So we kind of thought we'll kind of bring a bit of streetwear into it. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to kind of dress like that to go riding really. Mm. Um, and it kind of evolved from that. I think it's, it's a bit of a, it's not, I mean, it's probably 10% a brand and then the other 90% of it, it's the community. It's like a, like a cult to join. Do you know what I mean? Like riding, riding the same way with the same mindset um, just having fun. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that is the brand, like even if it, the community is the brand as well. Yeah, man. Not, that, well, that's it. Yeah, it's sure. not. I know you did a 90, 90 10 split. Maybe the 10% is, you know, the stock you sell or whatever. But yeah. it's 100% of it makes the brand up. But a brand, a brand isn't isn't made solely of what it sells. It's the it's the people yeah. that that are part of the community behind it as well, isn't it? Yeah, man. I mean, I think there's 90% there. The reason you'd buy into it is because of mm. the community 10 percent mm. do you know what i mean yeah yeah for mm. sure yeah yeah it's been been a journey for sure like the hardest thing is working out is working out where you are and where you fit into into the whole thing and staying on the straight and narrow being authentic with it i think and not kind of trying to see what other people are doing really do you know what i mean like staying sticking with your things the hardest thing to do when there's there's not a board around you being like that's not mm. a good decision you know, we should that's that's going to jeopardize it that's what your decision is is the way the brand goes and yeah it's you gotta you gotta work it out i think can't you for sure for sure i mean you, 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 most of the time you work it out by making a fuckload of bad decisions anyway <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah, you've got to uh, you got to enjoy it, aren't you? It's oh, for not, sure. Uh, it's not get quick get quick scheme for sure. No, but I think a lot of people think it is. I think that's the purely because it's um, confirmation bias. You only ever see the ones that are doing well. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. I like I get a, I get loads of messages. We've got a, quite a young following. Got older riders and stuff, but a lot of the kids kind of jump on it and they're like just getting into riding and they're the kind of ones that watch the edits and look up to the people and stuff like that. So I get a lot of kids messaging me and one kid the other day is 14. He was just like, um, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at getting a bit of extra pocket money. So, um, yeah, what's the best way about starting a clothing brand? And I was just like, look, mate, you need to go and have fun. Like, that's not <laughs> fun at all. Tell, yeah. tell you what you could do with that pocket money is buy a fucking t-shirt. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You can inspire when you tease, so I'm going to start a craving brand. <laughs> it's yeah. nice that it's nice that he's come to you for that, though. He's yeah. gone. Oh, the, these guys are obviously obviously something chimed with him. That that's why he came, and and you were able to speak to him as well, which is nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the community is what builds it. So you got to be involved. You got to be vulnerable. You got to be 
Do you know what I mean? You got to be like that. Like I think what's like. I think what's made this sort of thing more difficult over the past, particularly over the past three four years, is this idea, and I hate this term, absolutely hate this term of the hustle. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I absolutely mm. hate it because there's it's so it's impossible to be authentic when all you're thinking about is the hustle and mm. making money. Yeah. And but but it's thought it's sort of the thing that is pushed on people. Yeah. And and the idea of a a side hustle I find really weird. It's either it's either a hobby or it's a business. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, there yeah. might be there might be a bit of a crossover, but it's not it's not the, the side of anything. It's something you love doing for one reason or another. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's this day and age, though. Everything's about like you got an Instagram now, and um, yeah, if you're not following the right stuff, it's all just like how to make millions you've got to hustle you got to be doing like you've got to be doing 15 hour work days you've got to sleep for two hours and then be up at three in the morning because your competitor is going to be up at two in the morning and stuff like that it's just mm-hmm. like it's the complete like you could you could be like hustling for 15 hours a day doing the complete wrong thing and then doing the right thing yeah. too yeah 100 yeah. i was having um i was having this com- a, a very very similar conversation um i think yesterday with um paul from humane hi paul um our listener yeah our one <laughs> listener um and uh so he he ran a really successful brand and obviously i'm not going to delve into the conversation we had because that's a conversation between me and him but it's kind of like kind of came to the realization that it's like this idea of like oh if you just work hard and you work really hard and you work harder than everybody else around you you're going to succeed it's complete and utter fucking bullshit like yeah. working hard does obviously have some influence in fucking how well you do but there's so many other factors that go into it it's like you know i've done the fucking hard work with with our brand with downcast and like now it's it's not doing so well and i'm still fucking trying to work hard on it but you know my time's taken up by the print shop but the time it was doing really well but i was putting in like fucking stupidly long days i was fucking running myself into the ground in that and that's not that you know that only bought a short-term success so yeah. it's like, and then the other factors that came in, it's like, oh, like you're going to get fucked because you're not all that relevant anymore or because, I don't know, the fucking social media algorithms don't really like you anymore and stuff like that. And it's just like, well, you know, that hard work kind of feels a little bit wasted and like that may sound a bit bitter and it is, I'm a little bit bitter about it, but. You hide it well. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just the fucking reality of it, isn't it? It's like, it's not you know working hard doesn't guarantee you that kind of like ultimate fucking success that's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's you've, you've got to have something more about it. and i think what you're saying about authenticity is like massively important i think that's maybe one of the things that with downcast that i didn't focus enough on it was kind of like it was very faceless and it, it, like when we were doing well it was about getting product out there yeah um rather than kind of continuing to grow the brand as a brand it was just sell product and that yeah. was you know in part kind of like my fault because I, I was fucking inexperienced you know it's the first time i'd done it and then having a marketing agency on board that was just like oh you need to get more shit out there you need to get more shit out there people like this people like that and everything like, and then listening to that and believing it was like you know it's not a, you know selling shit isn't the be all and end all is i think is what i'm trying to say I've gone yeah. off on one of my fucking tangents here, but no, but that's yeah. true though, for sure. Like you can't, yeah, you can't be trying the, the way that you sell stuff. 
is never actually doing the things that you need to sell stuff. Do you know what I mean? Mm, like, that's nah, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Setting up all these emails and like putting all this ads, especially, don't get me onto that. But yeah, putting all these Facebook ads <laughs> out there and do you know what I mean? Like doing yeah. all these little things that you need to get a good sale on. And then it's the, it's the complete other way around it. Like it's the things that you build up that wouldn't bring in the sales that then do. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of anyone that starts a brand, I reckon. Mm, I think how, how I, mean, was... Go on. I was just going to say, me, me and Pab are, are starting up a, a brand of our own like us two together um and i think uh, i mean i'm very conscious anyway having done stuff with downcast a certain way that i don't want to do it that way again i want it to be a lot more authentic a lot more personable and kind of like we're just doing the shit that both me and pab love like you know which is yeah it's, it's just really important to kind of do it for the literally just for the fuck of having the enjoyment out of it yeah rather sure. than it being like too focused on being a business it's just fun you know yeah so oh like, mate yeah 100 definitely i mean obviously yeah. it'd be great See, if I, make millions, I, but, you know. I started the other way like it's always the good yeah that's that's what you always got haven't you it's be good to do that but yeah, how how how, 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 how was your that. you got how was your you brand born then the right way but yeah. so so that's the thing like we start i think i started i started it so authentically in the first place like it was born without any clothing we we um we just wanted to we started because we just wanted to make videos of enjoying riding bikes because at the time it was everything was quite race orientated everyone was in the mindset of you you get on a mountain bike and you go and win that and you got to train mm. and we were just going out and like drinking beers and just like jibbing which is just like messing about on bikes really so we do you know what i mean we'd just kind of have a have a good time with it so we started making videos just vlogging and stuff like that um so the page at the start just consisted of videos and just kind of pissing about with your mates really um so it started like that and then we made some stickers and then we made a couple of t-shirts and stuff like that so yeah that that's how it started and then and it went really well at the start so it was yeah it, it was going well i loved it we all loved it we were not we weren't trying to make any money off it and then i kind of went into the thing of like um oh, i've got to take this seriously now now i need to go to surfers i need to go to skaters i need to go to like hikers i need to go to van life people and then i like broadened it all out to the point where everyone kind of dropped off the brand kind of lost itself a little bit. I lost what I was doing in it because I started it because I just wanted to make a cool brand and build a community of people. Like I just wanted a community and people to get stoked on it. And it was realizing that when I was just like, brought it all back down again, did what I wanted to do with it. Like, and then, do you know what I mean? People kind of jumped on again and it's, yeah, it followed, that's what, that's what I mean. It follows you like that, doesn't it? Whatever you're yeah. doing. I was like living in the van and traveling for a bit. And so I started focusing on that and then it follows you. And yeah. So I think, that's the it, it. I think that there's, there's, there's always a worry that people have where they feel they have to cater to everyone when they do a brand. Mm. And actually it's the exact opposite. You need to narrow and have as narrow a niche as possible for right. like, find the thing that you love and that you think other people will love. Yeah. Or, and then just do that. Yeah. It doesn't matter if someone else has done it. It doesn't matter if, you know, there's a, there's a million other people doing it. If what you do 
is your little niche and that's the thing you love that's the thing you got to concentrate on yeah oh mate one honestly like that's that's it to a t like niche it down and then niche it down five times more like mm. we're we're not we're, we're we're in mountain bikers and then we're in like a certain section of riders within mountain bikers that are actually a really small amount of mountain bikers that kind of do the stuff we do and it's do you know what i mean like mm. yeah you niche it down and then it's so much easier for do you know to just get that like that's me factor for someone to look at the brand and be like yeah that's me but like mm-hmm. if it's so broadened they're like well it might be me like, mm, yeah, yeah. When you're that focused down, like, like we do, like we've got a jib riding club um, collection, and jib is just a certain way of riding in mountain biking where almost like BMX has been brought into it. So you kind of do, you do bar spins, you just do little tricks and stuff. Such a minority of the mountain bike community rides like that, but no one else mm. makes clothing that has that on it. So that, mm. do you know what I mean? It's just like sick. This guy's well, actually putting the word on something. Well, the, the bonus of that as well is that you're not getting one sale. You're getting a you're getting a customer for life, aren't you? If that person's always into that, it's not just going to come yeah, along, yeah. buy buy something once and that's it. They're every they're going to be looking every time you release something, being like, oh, what's what's going on with Gas and Like, what have they got coming out? Because it's always going to be relevant to them. Yeah, man, that's that. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You, you, know, you instead of trying to chase new customers, you've got to keep the ones that you got because it's it's the lads that or guys and girls mainly lads at the start but it's the ones that literally got onto the brand before we even made clothing who now stick mm. with it every mm. drop every drop they buy something it's do you know what i mean so you can see where it you can see where people are vibing off it and and i did when i was a kid that's why i started it so yeah you can't lose your way with with what you're doing for sure so have you got any kind of like plans to like grow the community then is there anything set in stone or are you just kind of carrying on with what you're doing so we've um i've just got a new crew of riders um that's quite recent i kind of got everyone hooked up um consists of people that i know um people that all kind of ride the same people that could just be mates and we've just done a we've just done a road trip everyone got on like a house on fire like do you know what i mean everyone was a big group filming like drinking it was it was all good like everyone was kind of like mates but that's the thing I think is that you get like a you get a tight group and you can make videos and stuff instead of sponsoring every different rider on the planet around the world you've then got like a tight group and people jump on board with that like people start recognizing who's behind the brand and get a face of the brand and I think that's what it is it's growing mm. a community by people knowing who's in it not just spread out everywhere so yeah. yeah, I think I think that's that's the way forward for sure. Um, I'd be interested to know where um where your name for your brand came from. Yeah, the um, there's yeah the name that's funny actually. There's a brand um, there's a brand called Fully Gas that I met at a bike park a while ago, and and uh, they've been around for a while. And I was thinking, I was like, I hope you don't think I've stolen your name. <laughs> I went up, went up to them and I said it, and they were like, Nah, it's cool. But no, the, the the name started from um, way back. I was riding for a com- my first ever bike sponsor. Um, he like hand makes steel frames in the UK, and he made like oh, a wow. one-off downhill bike uh, and called it the Gasser. So uh, I got given that bike, and then I started the YouTube Gasser Diaries to like promote his bike. So oh, we nice. went. To- I see. 
Um, and then you know, the Gaster Diaries YouTube originally was like, this is the, these are the diaries of what this bike's getting up to in Whistler. And then it just kind of stuck mm. and went a different way. Awesome, mate. Awesome. How long have you, how long have you been mountain biking? Um, been mountain biking a while. I think I rode, I rode BMX for, yeah, BMX for five years, mountain bikes for five years. So riding for about 10 years. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, I think I think that's where it's all come from. I like looked up to brands when I was a kid. It's all about brands and crews and riders and stuff. So get yeah, a bit yeah. old. Kind of want to make something that you vibed off when when you were a kid that you kind of yeah. yeah got stoked on. When I was a kid, I remember a guy I'm still friends with now. Actually, he had he was like really into mountain biking and all that, and he had a he had a bike, and it wasn't a BMX and it wasn't a mountain bike. He called it a B mix. Now right. I don't I don't know if I'm if I'm imagining that or if that's something he made himself. Is that is that a thing? I've not heard it. But <laughs> honestly, it didn't it just looked like a mountain bike, but it had um all of the running gear of a BMX. Nice. To be <laughs> yeah. fair, yeah, like you're pretty much describing what we all ride now. Like that's kind of like there's one brake, no gears. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's you're pretty much describing what what oh, you're riding fixies anyway. So yeah, I mean no one would call them fixies though. <laughs> you yeah. bunch of so, filthy hipsters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know All what I mean. This now like amateur. I got no. I got a friend who um well, I haven't seen him for a long time. I, I, no, I, I love my ride. mountain biking. I, I really do. I've, I've got mine downstairs, but I don't get out on it far enough. But it's yeah, I'm I'm not well versed in like the community or anything like. That. It's just getting out there and just riding on my Todd. Yeah. I wish I had somebody to fucking ride with. It'd be quite nice. But mate, you know. we'll go riding 100. Yeah. yeah. Where are you based? Uh, so I'm in Sussex, just outside of Brighton. Nice one. Right. Yeah, we're living down south at the minute anyway. So probably yeah. not. Probably quite far from you, but that's all south to me. Anywhere below that area. <laughs> are you are you from Sheffield? Yeah, near that. Yeah, near Derbyshire. Oh yeah, fair enough. I'm I'm from Doncaster. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah my family right. grew up in. Uh, my family are all from Rotherham. Okay, nice one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, they, I mean Sheffield, Derbyshire. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm from like half Derbyshire, half Lincolnshire, but like the Midlands all just roll into one, really, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, I was looking at your um, uh, like your bio thing on your website earlier. Yeah, that's it. You're about us thing. And it said it was yeah. born in the Peak District and that. So I was just wondering whereabouts. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Bakewell from uh, from Bakewell. Nice. Where, oh, where the tart comes from? Yeah, the original <laughs> Bakewell pudding. Yeah. What is the original? Because I have a feeling that it's been bastardized over the years by a, a certain Mr. Kipling. So yeah. we, ca- oh, could, yeah. could, could you describe what an actual Bakewell pudding is like? Yeah, I'll give you a full rundown. So mi- the Mr. Kipling one, so that's a Bakewell tart, mm. which is like, you know, like the, with the cherry on top and the and the icing. Yeah. But the original Bakewell pudding is just, have you seen one? It's just like a, it literally just looks like a pastry with, that's like burnt in the middle. Looks completely different completely different you're not really selling it to me with a burnt bit oh yeah no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, would, I would eat one 
Do you know in Bakewell though, right? I'm there's gonna two, Google what they look like. There's two bait there's two original Bakewell pudding shops. So like suppose oh, Did they went, fight over who came up with it first? Yeah, mate, there's a lawsuit. There's like a full on lawsuit. <laughs> I love shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows though. Everyone knows he's from Bakewell, which one's the original one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it does look it burnt. Is. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious that something that's literally called baked well looks like it's burnt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've just Googled cool. it. Yeah. It looks that's... like a sinkhole. Yeah, it does, isn't it? You can't you can't think <laughs> when they literally made that in the original bake called Pudding Shop, they looked at it and they were like, We've smashed this out, haven't we? They baked up a big batch and left them in a bit too long. That like, fuck, we've got nothing else to sell today. Let's just put these on the shelves. And then old, yeah. old Kipling rat walked along and was like, Oh, that done. Let, let's throw some icing on that and a little, yeah. little <laughs> cherry on the top. Plastic well, cherry. The thing with the Mr. Kipling ones, the first thing I do is throw the cherry away. What? They're fucking rank. Well, you're wrong They're there, gross. aren't you? They're glass gross. A cherries are the best. Nah. No, not nah. for me. I throw the whole thing away. I just buy them and then throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you, but that's not doing Mr. Kipling any harm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it is in the business account. Huh? <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Hilarious. <laughs> well, just, a little, little, just a little 10 minutes on cake. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair enough. It's, it's how we do it here, isn't it? My, my, the, my the favorite. more random, the better. My favourite sweet treat, local sweet treat, I didn't even realise it was a local delicacy until I tried to buy it somewhere else. And they looked at me like I was insane. I went into a shop and I was like, have you got any gypsy tarts? And the lady looked at me and she went, what? And I was like, a gypsy tart? And she was like, that, that's, that's, that's not a thing. And I was like, it 100% is a thing because I buy them all the time. She was like, well, it must be. And I wasn't like, it wasn't like I was in five different counties away from where I am. I was, I, I live in Sussex and I've I gone to Kent and they didn't know what a gypsy tart was. So it must be like I, an ultra, ultra like... What's a gypsy tart? Do you know yeah, what? Know. I've actually got one in the kitchen. I'm going to go and grab it. Bear with me oh, a sec. Because Joanna bought go me on. some. <laughs> yeah, I'm intrigued is... to see what they look like. Yeah. This is the part where, like, if I disappear, Pav chats shit about me. And if he disappears, I chat shit about Pav. Yeah, go on then. What, what you on, Pav? I'm just trying to think if I've got anything juicy. Uh, oh, no, he's back now. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is a gypsy tart. It's a small one. Normally I buy the fucking huge ones and take a slice. Right, this is a gypsy tart. Oh, it? yeah. They, is that like lemon? No, it's not. It's mus muscovado. No, it's muscovado sugar and uh, molasses. I think something like that. Did you say that to him when they said, "What's a gypsy tart?" <laughs> it's like um, the best way I can describe it. It's like a almost like a, a butterscotch mousse is how no. I describe it in the middle there, and then it's got chocolate okay. sprinkles in it, and then obviously it's it's a a tart casing. Just quickly, no, can you say cho can you say chocolate again? Chocolate. Chocolate. What? Chocolate. What? Did I say it weird? What did I say? It was a chocolate. slow motion right into one. That's chocolate. Are you taking a piss? Am I saying it weird in all seriousness? Am I? Am I? You, 
you're not here. You hearing that weird too? I'm hearing that. Yeah, I've thought the zero percent gone to his head. Yeah, chocolate, <laughs> chocolate, chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> What's wrong? What's wrong with how I'm saying chocolate? Right, uh, uh, listeners, uh, for w- when this goes out, can you please, um, if you think Pav says chocolate, weird. Can you send uh, send us or send me a DM on the uh, the brand social podcast email, please? Uh, not what? email. What am I on about? Instagram. Fucking email. Chocolate. <laughs> Fifty thousand DMs tomorrow morning. Yeah, Bob. Can you just <laughs> lean into the mic and say chocolate one more time, please? Chocolate. <laughs> say, Are you yeah. taking? <laughs> say chop. Choc. Say let. Let. Say chocolate. <laughs> no, because that's not what you just said. You said chocolate. <laughs> right, say chalk. Chalk. Say lut. Lut. Yeah, but there's say an chalk. O. There's an O. After the C, isn't there? It's not chocolate. Yeah, but there's not an I in it, is there? It's not chocolate. I'm not saying I, I'm saying chocolate. Yeah, but just say chalk and then lat. Chocolate. No, no. <laughs> Chocolate. It's chocolate. (laughs) Shall we move on? (laughs) Today's episode is sponsored by Cadbury's. (laughs) No, Mr. Kipling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, fucking hell. I don't know if you you can tell this already, but uh, these podcasts are incredibly fucking random and they don't make sense whatsoever. But for some reason, people seem to find them fairly insightful. Which is really cool, but also really strange. Well, even right. even a stop clock is right twice a day, Darcy. Yeah, this is true. Well, we had a, digi- we had a message the one. other day on uh, on um, Instagram um, from one of our followers, and they were just like, "I sent it to you, didn't I, Pav?" And he was just like, "Oh, like you know, really enjoyed the podcast. It's really insightful. Like starting a brand, it's really helpful, and everything like that." And it's just like stuff like that is like makes these weird conversations really worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, and speaking to people like you, of course, mate. Yeah, all, all this all this podcast is is an is like an hour or two of, of rambling, and then every now and again, some decent information comes out of it. Yeah, yeah, how <laughs> oh, this should be. I mean, you go on YouTube and find someone talking really boring for ages, can't you? So, yeah, exactly, exactly. Sound. Where are we go? Where are you at with the questions, Star? So you have oh, a list of questions. Where are we? Um, we have actually got a list of questions, believe it or not, Billy. Done that. Page two, Pav. Your go. Page two. Page right. two of uh, 84. <laughs> oh, he's gone. He's run away. No, that's all right. I'm just needing another beer for this. All right. Oh, right. <laughs> um, you're you're what right was, there, man. What was it? Are you, you actually shot? Can everyone stop that being shot? attacked you. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to see the most mental thing in the world. More mental than a gypsy tart. Yeah, so I opened the beer, mm. and you know when you open a beer, and then obviously the the, the little thing goes inside it. Mm. So I opened the beer, and it went up. The fuck? What? Did you see that? Oh yeah, fucking up. up. Insane, isn't that? Wow, they've really filled Good that effort. one with love. I know. <laughs> Dangerous to drink that. I'll stick to my Saint Etienne's. 
Go on, mate. Have I got to ask my question now? Oh, <laughs> before before I ask the before I ask the question, um, does it say Pumba on that hat rack behind you or wherever it is? Yeah, it does. I don't know. I don't know why the the guy who built this van. <laughs> Because I've only had this van for um, for like three weeks. Some guy, I had a Toyota Hilux, and some guy just um, shout out to him, legend. But yeah, he just swapped me out right for the Hilux, which is pretty sick. Fucking hell, fair enough. It was his name Pumba. No, yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know why it's called. Pumba. I don't know why it is that. Is it? Was Pumba and Pumba was one of the Lion King characters, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Warthog. What was the other one? Timon. 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 Pumba and Timon. I don't know. I'll ask him. I'll ask him why. Yeah, because I'm questioning it why it's called Pumba now. Yeah, it's, it's also my girlfriend's stepdad's nickname for some reason. So I think he thought that I called it after him. <laughs> <laughs> Just say you did. That's good. That's fucking weird. Points, right? <laughs> All right, I will ask my question now. Yeah, yeah. Good, Billy good. fancies me. <laughs> he asked me to come to his camper van and it turns out he's uh, named it after me <laughs> oh, I, do, I do a really good creepy uncle voice he's listening now just crying in bed <laughs> Well, he's certainly got the Kleenex out. It may not be tears. <laughs> oh. I started this and I was like, I hope, I hope you can swear in it. Cause mine, oh, yeah. <laughs> of swear words anyway. So. Uh, you, can well, say, you can say whatever you fun, want. Funny story. Yeah, it's not really funny. It's just, just fact. Like when we, when we first started, when Pav came on board with the pod, I was like, I said to him, right. You can't say C-U-N-T, right? Because some people find it a bit offensive. And then we got all of our friends on as guests. <laughs> <laughs> and every single one of them, every other word they say is cunt. <laughs> so it's just like the first episode it happened, I bleeped it out. And then after that, like it must have been said about 40 times. So I was just like... Like people are gonna have fucking like tinnitus by the end of it, like you know, just from all the bleeping. I was like, I can't fucking do that, can I? So yeah, and anything goes, anything goes. I mean, last week's episode uh, finished on me duplicating Hitler for some reason. <laughs> so <laughs> oh fucking only fucked my chair. No, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. right, killing that. What methods uh, have you used for decorating your clothing? Um, well, I kind of just kind of mixes really. Like I do a lot of um, graphics, logos, and stuff like that. But then I um, just come up with an idea and then get it get it made from someone, which has always been. <clears throat> I've now found the right person. But yeah, getting getting artwork. You're talking about graphics on tees and stuff, right? Yeah, just like, do you know, like, is is your stuff screen printed? Is it heat transferred or embroidered oh, or whatever? Process. Yeah, process. yeah. Which one? Which um, route have you gone down? All multiple routes, presumably. All of them. Yeah, I've had I've had stuff screen printed. I've had um, that really shitty plastic. DTG. Yeah, <laughs> DTG. I've had that. 
Um, now I, I do print on demand now, and he's doing oh, um, heat transfer, which is sick, absolutely insane. Mm. When yeah, when we kind of start up or whatever, I'm gonna do that because yeah, two seconds he's just printed it, and it's literally like a an even better screen print. You know, I don't know if you guys have used it or whatever, but yeah, mm. it's crazy. We should check out um, check out Jack from uh, Modern Streets. Um, so that's what I mean. His his business is based off that. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think personally, and I'm sure Pav feels the same way as as screen printers. We're always going to kind of side with that because it's like, you know, there's I don't know, as screen printers, we can't really say, oh, we're going to go with something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I mean, the, the way DTF has come along. Say again. Yeah, I mean, you, that's the thing is you'll you'll be good screen printers, but like oh, no, we're, bo we're both shit. It, we're both really shit. It, like I've had the worst. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I'd change what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I've noticed is screen printers and screen print shops are actually notoriously hard to find. Yeah. Well, like even I, like in unless the, you get, in unless the world you get Sherlock of... on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm you. <laughs> yeah, but it's find a good one though. Like, but the thing is, you go on Google, they're actually dotted mm. about everywhere. But to actually yeah. find a decent one, they're either mm. massively booked up, cost a fortune, or yeah, there's a thousand really low key ones. Mm. Or I think to be fair, with the screen printers that you find, they also do everything: DTG, heat yeah. transfer, embroidery, and then they just terrible at it so mm. yeah i think finding a good one's hard isn't it well i think that's the thing with, with the shops that kind of i guess the smaller shops that are doing literally everything it's like i think it's it's very easy to spread yourself too thin like i mean because we've considered adding embroidery in the past and it's like i outsource all my embroidery to good buddy of ours um and it's like i was like oh get asked every now and again if we could do like one off like football kits and like team kits and shit like that but that requires me going down the vinyl route and i'm just like i don't want that i don't want to do vinyl but you know and then we get asked for like one-offs for random shit all the time and it's like the only way we can really do that is by going down the dtg route or dtf sort of but even that's got its minimums um it's like I don't really want to do that. I'd rather focus on being really fucking good at screen printing and be yeah. known for that. Like, you know, and then when we get really good at that and I eventually go to an auto, I can get somebody else to run the auto and I can focus on growing the business. Then I can go, okay, what's going to work for us next? And that next step is probably going to be embroidery. Yeah. So I think yeah sure. Screen printing and embroidery go so well together. Like, I don't know with the state of kind of where the technology is at now for like the digital side of things, whether it's DTG or DTF or whatever, like, I don't know. There's just something a bit like iffy about it. I was, looking, I don't at like. some, I was looking at some DT, uh, DTG prints the other day for a guy I'm doing some work for and he was, and they look fucking wicked. They were yeah. amazing. They, they, they were a, um, he printed, uh, he printed the same color on the garment that the garment was, but like hmm. almost like a tonal print, but not a tonal print. It was literally he color sampled the garment and then printed that, and it looked and wicked. And you could do it. It was a nice, quite a simple design. You could do it screen printed, 
but I don't mm. think it would have the same look. Yeah. Just, uh, j- just just the way that garment came out, it looked fucking wicked. Really, really cool. Mm. I think yeah, DTG look, get, does get a bad name because, uh, but I think a massive part of it, and I've seen like lots of different examples of DTG. Like we've done some DTG stuff with the brand just because. Mm of like the color count and the cost involved like obviously we can print it ourselves but you know if it's a 8 10 12 color design we can't do that our limit is at 6 um because of our press um so it's like we've gone all right we'll go down the the DTG route and this is before we kind of got into like super color transfers and that um and it was like there's two places I I used one was fucking brilliant but very expensive no, three places I've used. Two were really good, but really expensive. And the last one I used was a bit cheaper and fucking dog shit. And it was just like, you know, for the sake of like a quid or two's difference in the print price, it was just mad, like the difference that it made. But yeah, then, um, you know, then then you look at like Jack over like Old Elton's and he's doing DTG stuff and it looks fucking banging. Guys, can I just call you back? Is that all right? There's some, there's some dude I yeah. think he wants us to move. Is that all right? Yeah, does, yeah, of course that, you can, mate. does he want to join in? Yeah, you should be all right. <laughs> I'll call you straight back. Is that all right? Yeah, 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 yeah of course, yeah, yeah. mate. Of course, mate. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was a good episode, wasn't it? <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> well, look, can you do that with a can? No. Does it sound good? W? It's like the Titanic's about to go by. Like the world's shittiest pan. Do you remember you used to walk through the um the supermarket as a kid and there'd be like a guy playing pan pipes selling his CDs? <laughs> remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'd always be like shitty songs like from Titanic and Yeah. And it'd be like uh, um operas and shit. Mm. <laughs> I'm just a I'm just a one note panpipe guy. <laughs> Build yourself some panpipes over the out okay, of those non-alcoholic beer bottles. I'm gonna I'm gonna play you a, a, a one note panpipe song. You have to tell me what it is. Go on. Fucking no idea. Why do you build me up, Monica, <laughs> baby, just to let me down? <laughs> Isn't that good? Oh, God. That's brilliant. I've never had an episode where we've had to uh, relieve the guest so we could go and move his house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be quite funny if he just doesn't come back. Yeah, you put him off. (laughs) With all my talking. Fucking incessant rambling. When you die, and the the guy who cuts bodies up looks at you, he's going to go, fuck me, this boy did some talking. His jaws are worn out. Like, no wonder you've got such good cheekbones. They get a lot of exercise, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> such a cunt. <laughs>
Anyway, Darcy, that's why I think Billy is a bell end. <laughs> Did you hear that, Billy? Yo, can you hear us? Yeah. No. All oh, right. When, when 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 you popped up, I went. Anyway, Darcy, that that's they're the reasons that I think Billy's a bell end. And <laughs> we were saying um, it's the first time we've had a guest had to. Uh, pause the recording in order to go and move their house yeah <laughs> yeah mate sorry about that, that that's the oh, thing signal right. around here signal around here is terrible so yeah whenever i actually have to get some signal i just park in a car park but i've um i got back got back home um because the wind's been it with the wind here has been crazy so um i got back home the other day and I had like a £150 fine from Tesco's for all the days that it was too windy to park anywhere else. Oh, so, like, oh fuck. Got me on the AM thing. So, yeah, I'm not paying it though. It's not a, yeah. it's, you don't have to pay them unless it's a PCN, do you? Nah. Nah, unless it's the council. You're all right, really, aren't you? Shout out to Tesco's. <laughs> fuck you, Tesco's. Yeah. <laughs> Today's episode oh, is sponsored by Tesco's. <laughs> oh, we've got loads of sponsors this week. Mm. Yeah, mm. sure there'll be some more that pop up. Um, do, do you Tiny move your Rebel. house all right? Yeah, Tiny yeah, Rebel. Just, yeah, yeah, exploding cans. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I moved it all right. Just went to another car park. So, give us another ten minutes. We'll do it in ten minutes stints. <laughs> <laughs> we always said we wanted to do a podcast on the road, but we didn't think it would be, be exactly like this. Like, <laughs> but the problem so, the problem is that the internals of your van are the same for every part of it. So you could just yeah. be turning it off and going for a poo and coming back and saying that you've moved the van. <laughs> we wouldn't know. Oh fucking hell! Right, let's get back onto some questions then. Um, right, so talk to us a little bit about your design process then. Kind of where does the uh, where does the inspiration come from? What does your actual process look like? Do you work with artists? Do you do it yourself? Blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah, so with um, oh, always differs really with with the designs. It's always my idea with what we go for. Um, I'll I'll sometimes do it myself. And then if it's like an actual design, which is, which is a lot what we do, um, I'll go for an artist. But it's it's been a bit of a task trying to find an artist that can do what you want. Like it's mm. it's taken a long time to find someone good. And I found the right the right person now. Um, she's really good. She, she just kind of anything that you say, she just kind of gets on, on the paper and, and it's bang on every time. But. Yeah, it always starts with an idea and then and then escalates from there really. Um trying different stuff and, and seeing what people like and what they don't like and stuff. I've always tried to stay away from logos and tried to make graphics. Um, yeah, I think that's wise. Yeah, not mean meaning behind it's it's like a meaningful brand, isn't it? So it always yeah. reflects in the designs and, and stuff like that for sure. So yeah, I mean, it's we've got got that's what you, when you when you run it for a bit, you start to get all these little knacks where you've got someone for that, and then you've got someone for that, and then it starts to flow a lot better. But yeah, I mean, I've used Fiverr before, and and that's kind of 
it's a good thing but a bad thing do you know what i mean like you kind of you don't yeah. know what you get so yeah i've got i've got a good good person doing the artwork now and and they kind of get the brand a bit so yeah a lot, a lot of it is just knowing where your strengths aren't and then getting someone else to fill that role yeah 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 that's it i mean to an extent though because like i thought when i started it i was like well, I need to get an ads manager now and then I need to get like an email marketer and I need to get this. And then you realise that all these people don't know how your brand works. No. And like You mm. probably don't even know how it works. So you've got to figure out how your brand's going to work before you can find someone else. So yeah, yeah doing something, take, taking it all on yourself, especially when it's a niche brand, I learned mm. that you've got to do it yourself. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I think we, we, we made a similar mistake. I think when we went with a marketing agency and it's kind of like you get that insight into an industry that is about, it's obviously about making you money, but they don't get the full picture because they have so many clients on board with them that they're just trying to make money for it. It becomes less about the brand story, but about making money. Yeah. I touched on this, haven't I already, but yeah, yeah, but it's true. It's true. Yeah, my, I've, honestly, marketing agencies and that stay clear of one hundred percent, without a doubt. There's if you're if you're a big brand that's a bit kind of I don't know, like you make hair products, something that's easily recognisable, and you can easily look at that and kind of be like, that's that who them target audiences, and and that's kind of one of what they want to put out. But when you've got such a niche. So how does anyone know what what would connect to like your target audience when they're so far apart from who they are? Like it's all it's all within you, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Do you ever like get a feedback from your your community and your followers as to what sort of they'd like to see? Yeah, mate. I um I use the I use Instagram a lot for putting polls out, saying what do you guys want. And that's like, I've literally put about three out today. Like I use it a lot and it's a game changer really. Um, mm. Because like, I always know what, what people kind of like, but you are getting older and you, you're like, yeah, your target audience is getting younger. So kids end up trending onto different things. So yeah, like they, I get messages a lot about what people want to see for sure. And like what people want. And it's surprised in sometimes the things that they do want. So yeah, the it, it actually all goes through through the community. It's all it's all a back thing of what they what kind of thing they want really. Awesome. Have you ever had when someone's suggested something and they really came for it and you've looked at it and gone or thought <laughs> nah. about it and gone, that <laughs> shit, no way. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got to be like, mate, that's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> And then they come back to you a few weeks later. It's like, when are you releasing this? <laughs> Never. Oh, it's already been gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 missed the pre-order. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With design, it was open for th- it was open for three nanoseconds. Yeah. But oh, I missed it. Next one. <laughs> I suppose that's that's the downside of having like a community-based brand, is that if if, if your community sort of has or feels that like they have ownership over it as well. Like particularly if you're doing those polls and things, there is a danger that you get people that try and take over. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I could see how that would happen, but I've never had that because I think the community I've got is just so sound. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. everyone, mountain bikers are are always 
sick people and the community is always positive and it's mm. not like that for a lot of other brands and a lot of other communities like i don't know i don't know a lot about bmx community or skate community and stuff but I, I definitely know that the mountain bike community is more friendly than some other scenes that i've experienced so everyone's pretty on board with whatever you're doing do you know what i mean and when you've got a big face behind it people are more cautious to be like criticize what's going on rather than like someone like i don't know like a bigger like vans or etnies like when there's actually like you kind of almost know the person behind it, mm. people wouldn't really talk shit about it too much, which is yeah. which is pretty good. Hey, I'm going to ask a really stupid question now, as someone who doesn't really. I own a, I own a bike. My bicycle is the same bicycle I got when I was 15. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, when you're doing your your mountain biking, are you going down the mountain or are you cycling up the mountain? Oh, never cycling up. No, no way. So it's just, so how, but how do you get, how are you getting up there then? Uh, you, you push up, you push up. To be, to be honest, like, yeah, we, we, we just session things a lot. Like it's a lot of the dirt jump scene comes into mountain biking. Like a lot of the spots we ride, like if we, if we go to a bike park where they've got an uplift, whether it's a ski lift or it's the shuttle, mm. like we'll get one shuttle up and then, and then we'll just session one jump film on it push back up filming it that kind of stuff so a lot of the bikes right. we ride on you can't really pedal up anyway but um mm. yeah it's more there's a good a... reason not to <laughs> oh yeah no, I can't. I'm, I'm unfit as anything do you know what i mean like as soon as i push up i'm like <gasps> <laughs> that's why i snowboard it's all gravity i, I just yeah. I, I have to go well, i suppose i could walk up the mountain if i wanted to but the lift is so much easier than walking Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And and as I've gotten older and, and slightly more portly, I've 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 increased my inertial um component. So I, the fatter I get, the faster I go. Yeah, that's <laughs> E-bikes are coming into everything now, so you're you're in prime prime time to jump on. on that's just that's just a bike from Yorkshire, isn't it? E-bikes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do have my moments. That's probably the quickest one you've ever done, that. That was so fast. Well, don't forget there's a lag as well. No, there's not. I'm just, no, trying, no. To, I'm just trying to be modest. If yeah. anything, I actually yeah. said I actually said the joke before you even said e-bike. That's how quick I am. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so hypothetical one for you then. Um, if there's anything that you could add to Gasser Diaries um, that you think could take either the I guess the brand or the community or both together to the to the next level, what would it be? Um, to add on to it, I yeah, mean, talking one is, is to kind of in what aspect of like just any aspect within the brand, anything yeah, anything like whether it was, I mean, obviously, the, the, the easy answer is money, but you know, whether it's equipment, premises, staff, uh, equipment, expertise, whatever, somewhere safe to park, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, yeah, live. <laughs> um. No, I think the community 
the bigger community gets, the better it is. People getting stoked. Videos. Do you know what I mean? The things we're kind of making now, just more of that. People, people when you go to a bike park, they recognise you and they're like, oh, sweet, and, and jump on and then just get really hyped on it and go buy some clothing and kind of join the family would, would be the main thing. But I've got my main plans are to, because I'm doing print on demand now, but um, I want to get like a big warehouse, like a big gas warehouse and have just a cool space really for we'll kind of print and send clothing from there but have like a cool space to just host mini jams have like a little skate park in the front um have like events there and everything like a cool set space to to just work with and and keep the brand like just kind of fun would Mm -hmm. would it's like my main goal with with that really like it's like your money the money you get just kind of to me helps you build the brand to where you want to be rather than it going in your pocket. Like I just want the brand yeah. to be cool. I want people to vibe with it. I want people to, yeah, just feel like they're included and, and get stoked off it. It's the best feeling when, when someone is like that. So yeah, I think that's it really. Nice. Awesome. Is there uh, an achievement you're most proud of in your time running the brand so far? Um, yeah, prob- probably the same, similar thing. Just when you see kids stoked, like I think when, like that, what that was me when I was younger, when I was riding, it's just you see, you see a brand or or a rider and stuff, and, and it just gets you. That's why you're riding, it just gets you really hyped. And I think, um, like if if I go to a, a bike park or if we kind of the crew goes somewhere and there's a kid that's just like, oh, like that's sick that you guys are here and then comes and trains with us and stuff and and gets involved and like you get a message after it from the kid and he's just like it's the best day of my life it's that's what's cool that's like the biggest achievement is just kind of making a difference to to younger riders lives i think that's nice yeah i like that i suppose there's no there's no isn't really anywhere generally speaking the, the sort of kids that are doing that they just come and find you, do they? There's nowhere to really go and actively f- find a community like that. Is it just people stumble across you? Yeah, I think um, I think people. It's when you when to be to be honest with you, like um, you'll go to a certain place, and then within that niche, everyone from the country has gone to that place. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, you're easily recognisable. So if we go to like a bike park, a well-known bike park, you've just got a cluster of everyone in that niche going to that bike park. So everyone that would recognise you is there. So yeah, that's where you kind of like meet people like that. Or like I went to went to a pump track um, the other day just in Devon, and then there was like these three young lads there. Shout out to them who might be listening. And they were like, um, yeah, they were they were pretty hyped, and they came over and said that they recognised me and the brand and stuff. And then whacked them some t-shirts out in the van, um, and they were just just so stoked, like it's the best feelings that one hundred percent. Nice. Do you do you like? Um, have you ever thought about like putting on like events yourself for like um, for Gasa? Yeah, man, we've. Um, yeah, for sure. I think it's organising. I've tried to do it a bit in the past, um, jams and stuff. Mm. Um, but I had some issues with a lot of the riding places around here were kind of cancel 
owned or the places I were going to in Sheffield. Yeah, so, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but we've got um, we've we've built a a line at a place called Farmer John's Bike Park all last summer. So we've built a gasser line for people to ride oh, there. And people are hitting it and stuff and stoked on it. So I think this summer coming up, we'll do like a big gas of jam and get everyone hitting the line and yeah, things like that. But do yeah, you, events. Are, do you have a t-shirt or or jump or something based on that line, like a design that's based on it? That'd be really cool. Maybe you've just given me a sick idea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mate, next- because it, to, to my mind, if you've got that specific line, you've made your own line, then. Hmm. If someone's there riding it and you're there and you've got a t-shirt there, like it's almost like a badge of achievement having done it. And it's yeah, that's a well good idea. You're yeah, welcome, I, mate. Yeah, I'll give you give you a bit of commission on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have got bikes. Come down to it next summer, mate. You, yeah, mate, my my, it, mate? my bicycle is old. <laughs> it's still got stabilizers. Pretty much, yeah. It's <laughs> my, the penny farthing. I'm so old. <laughs> Pavel turn up in his unicycle. Yeah, I've got a unicycle. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it all. Um, do you no. have any questions for us, mate? Um, yeah, I mean, what? How did you guys start? Can I go back on video now? Do you reckon it would? Uh... Yeah, let's give it a go. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, how did you guys um start doing this? What was the pro? Whose idea was it, and what was the process? It's all Darcy's baby, the whole thing. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I started it with uh with an old mate of mine who runs another brand. Um, what was it? Started last year, I think it was something like in 2022 um and then he stepped away got pav involved and yeah the idea is just fucking talking to awesome people it's just you know we we've said it before we don't do it for any other reason than for essentially for our own enjoyment really yeah like you know obviously you know the the difficulty with podcasting is kind of maintaining consistency and kind of like getting episodes out every week and stuff like it can feel a bit like a a, not a job but yeah it has has to be in a routine sort of thing so i guess it's definitely it's definitely a commitment yeah Yeah. but like anything yeah but it's you know we enjoy it i enjoy it um yeah yeah there's no real reason for it apart from enjoyment that's it. And, you know, as I said, we get to speak to awesome people. Like, we've spoken to some fucking awesome brands on here. Mm. Like, you know, we've got to speak to to one of the probably what, two or three brands that, one of the two or three brands that inspired me to start my own brand, which is really fucking yeah, cool. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's just about, you know, making new connections. And I think the thing is as well that encourages kind of me, I don't know if it's the same for you, Pab, but like, encourages me to kind of keep doing this is like the ma- the relationships that we're maintaining with people yeah 100 like we've genuinely forged yeah. friendships through this mm. and it's like and we keep in touch with people and like we're organizing like we're gonna organize like to meet up with people and stuff like you know hopefully one day do a brand social event a brand social social yeah the yeah. brand social social yeah so For sure. it's just 
It's, it's just another thing to organise, but we'll we'll get around to it at some point. We'll make sure we don't organise it for Tesco's car park, mate. We don't want you getting another fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's ridiculous, isn't it? No, that's yeah. it, though. That's sick. You know what I mean? you got to, you got to enjoy it. And it is, that is yeah. a good, like, just like chatting to your mates, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. what it is. That's what it is. So yeah, one, think... one guy uh, basically said it's like sharing war stories. Because most people who own brands or deal with people with brands, they dealt with similar situations, mm. if not exactly the same. Yeah. And it's just good to like sort of appreciate that there are other people doing the same things for the same reasons, even if it's not the same niche. They're doing yeah. mm. there's there's a commonality there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure, I mean, man. Yeah, it's always the same sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, whether it's you know, I mean, we've speak spoken to brands that have come from, I guess, all all different kind of whether it's stages or backgrounds and it's like, you know, we have we've spoken to brands that are screen printers predominantly, but they run brands on the side and then we've spoken to people who run brands full time. And then we've spoken to brands that like, you know, do DTF transfers or DTG or whatever. And we've spoken to artists and all that. It's like, it, you know, we're all in this. I know it's, it's a massive industry, like the fashion industry sort of thing or the design industry but we're all kind of in it together in a certain sort of way oh yeah yeah um and it's just cool to get everybody's kind of i guess perspective and experiences and that yeah yeah for sure yeah it's funny that because you get a lot of brands that are kind of start to be your mate do you know what i mean like you kind mm -hmm. of like yeah there's a lot of brands in mountain biking most of them are like that like you kind of like become mates with them and there's no rivalry or anything like whatever they put out stick start sharing it they do the same with you and stuff and like you get a yeah. few that are a bit like kind of like what are you doing here do you know what i mean like mm. this is this is our territory like do you know what i mean it's kind of like I don't, I don't understand it really like there's there's plenty like plenty of piece of the pie to go around to not be like that do you know what i mean oh, so, there's loads, there's loads yeah there's yeah. loads of business out there for people loads yeah sure yeah and, and, gen that's and generally thing. speaking unless you're ripping someone off or they're ripping you off what what you produce yeah. is going to be different to someone else it's always going to be just by its nature yeah yeah 100 yeah, there's always like yeah there's always just different ways to go about it and stuff isn't there so mm -hmm. yeah, we've we've sure. found we've had we've had a guest that we had on and yeah, he he came on because his friend came on and his friend recommended us, and they, yeah, and, right. and those and those two those two brands aren't really similar at all. Like one mm. of them was a sports brand, and one of them was a how do you describe House of Skeleton, Darcy? Oh, he's listening. Is it in the name? Yeah, yeah. Like it, one of them, one of them was House of Skeleton. Joe's yeah. like Joe's how very like. Them? I mean, Joe's like very streetwear. Yeah. Kind of like a lot modern streetwear sort of thing. And then Altus is like Altus is like it, I, th I think it still is streetwear, but it's kind of like it's going more towards the way of like a running community as well. And it's like he his background was like I think when he started the brand, I'm trying to remember a story now. I've spoken to so many bloody people. Um when he started his started as a club Alt night, didn't it? Yeah, Altus was a club night that was it so it was really focused right. on music and then it's like it's gone through different like growth cycles and stuff and it's come to this thing where it's like 
it's streetwear it's influenced by music it's a bit of a running community and everything as well and it's just like it's just a really cool little niche um yeah but yeah two two like very very different brands that like obviously and they, they've done pop-ups together other. yeah yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah, expect yeah. them to know and it works yeah, yeah, yeah. No, things does. like that do work don't they collabs don't always have to be the same thing so they mm. like yeah for sure yeah like we met um, we met a brand and we do board masters every year and well oh, we nice. do it every year we're gonna do it every year we did it last year but yeah like i met these guys overseas apparel last year neighbors with them ended up camping together and that and literally the soundest guys ever and yeah, the brands are different, but they work they work well together. So we'll 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 sort of collab out soon. It's one of those things we keep saying we'll do. But yeah, it's the same thing, isn't it? Sometimes it's just the people behind it you just get on well with. Mm. Yeah. No, exactly that. Just writing well, um, that down. How, how did you <laughs> how did you find Boardmasters? Because we've been offered the chance to do it for the last couple of years and the cost has put me off, mixed with kind of listening to other people's experiences. But you're the second person we've had in the space of three weeks now i think mm. that's done board masters and said it was good who who else have you spoke to because if they did it last year might know they are uh, it was mikey from radical clothing oh yeah i don't know is it, it might not have been there last year but i remember that's what i remember actually you putting out and i saw yeah i saw hmm. that you went to board masters but yeah no it's sick it's um yeah it's it's a good time it depends what the weather's like always like hmm. when we went it was just baking hot so we didn't yeah. really sell well obviously we sold no hoodies fleeces nothing like that yeah. we sold a few t-shirts <laughs> but then um like hats and everything we just sold out of them like yeah people were like buying them and putting ice inside them and walking around like so it depends <laughs> on the weather um, oh hilarious but it's just a, it's just a good time it's just a good time for sure. Um, we did, broke did, did even. It do... Yeah, that's that's more yeah. what I was hinting at. <laughs> yeah, we broke. I'd, even I mean, time. I'd love to. I'd love to go there as a punter. I've never been. Um, like, I mean, we've been surfing a few times. Like, not not down that end of the world. We've been to to uh, to France to like Biarritz and that. Um, I nearly died, which was fun. Um, but. Boardmasters has always been one of those things on like my bucket list that I want to go to. And I was like, can I like combine yeah. them and go and do like downcast and make some money and experience boardmasters? It's like yeah. Downcast so I'm just... um yeah, I reckon I reckon you, you could I reckon you could you got you gotta base it around boardmasters a bit though. Like that's what yeah what we we didn't do because we went we went there kind of like almost solely mountain bike and obviously mm-hmm. it's, it's board masters isn't it so yeah i mean i mean anyone that kind of puts out a bit of a board masters design for it or a bit of a surf design for it like we'll kind of come we'll kind of change it around a bit for the event yeah. so if you do it if you do it in in the right way of who's going and stuff um yeah i mean it's like it's like riders surfers and then just loads of 14 year olds doing cat <laughs> so wherever <laughs> <laughs> you base it off but it's, yeah, it's a good time and, well, no, another one I wanted to try was um, uh, was it NAS festival you heard of that yeah man. yeah yeah that looks like a, yeah. a pretty decent one I think it's it's probably a bit more like skate and BMX orientated but um, as in yeah. to, to go to it or to have a store there it's a bit of both 
Yeah. I mean, it's the same sort of thing from what I've heard. It's just a bunch of teenagers doing fucking dodgy yeah, drugs. I mean, Where are we going? I, I always wanted to do NAS because you can have the events there and stuff. But yeah, I mean, without talking, without jeopardising his... Because it's the set, owned by the same NAS and Boardmasters, owned by the same people. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, what I've heard from the grapevine is that you the a stall at a uh, stall at NAS is hmm. wouldn't get you anything. Like you get more at Boardmasters for sure, but NAS yeah. is always, also actually go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's my summer plan then. Nice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mate, yeah, Boardmasters. Come chill at the school. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have a lot oh, this well. year. Yeah, three mullets with every purchase this year. Three mullets. Yeah, we did that last year. <laughs> Wait, oh, I've got then, my fucking hair. What are you on about? How you gonna, yeah, <laughs> well, <I'm right. laughs> Can you well, can Adam, you mullet my can you mullet my beard? Yeah, we can mullet your beard, yeah, for sure. Oh. How? It's business at the front party at the back. How do you have a beard? Well, you'd have to come down and have, okay, have a I could grow it like really long, like just here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do that. The, <laughs> the reverse mutton chop. <laughs> <laughs> and I could like braid it. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. Beard braids. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, do you have any more questions for us, mate? No, I think I think um, that's uh, that's it really. Awesome. I think we've kind of yeah covered some covered some pretty sick stuff. Um, well, we're not finished with you yet, mate. No, I bet I was in night. Yeah, I feel I got a good answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you want to do some randoms, Pav? 100%. Yeah, mate, go for it. All right, we're going to ask you three random questions each. Darcy's going to go first because otherwise we get confused. Quick fire. Um, yeah, that's it. That's, that's the description of it. Welcome <laughs> to the random zone. Oh, I'm going to start doing that on every episode now, Darcy. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> we need, a, need, a, need a theme tune, don't Hold we? on, I can do a theme tune. <laughs> no, uh, you should just the random zone. Just blow into it. Blow into it once. One long blow. There we go. The random well, zone. Welcome to the randoms. All right, tell you what, fuck it. Uh, on uh, on soundtracks, which TV show or series has the best intro? Ooh, that's a good question. Have you ever heard the the Fox? You know the Fox classic Fox one. Ba, 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 da, da. Da, da, yeah, da, have you heard, da, like, the, you heard like the shit version of that. No. Oh, the one! Oh, the bum, the bum yeah, flute version. It's so funny. The the bum flute one. Yeah, it's like. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be my favourite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right there, Pam. Yeah. Oh. Choked on my own tongue there. Oh, God. Go Good on. answer, though. <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh, dear, all these are very serious ones, Darcy. I need to find a non-serious one. 
Well, the last few. But do you have any superstitions? Um, I probably do. I feel like I would have some superstitions. I can't think of any. I'll tell you what, that, um, that Stevie Wonder, he was very superstitious, wasn't he? Nobody say anything for like ten minutes. Your your superstition is um not parking in a place you can't park in. Yeah, Tesco's <laughs> about that. Um, what is what is the largest mammal you think you could knock out with a single punch? Oh, great question. It's going to have to be a slow-moving mammal, isn't it? It's going to have to be something massive. <laughs> really move. Single punch, remember? Single punch. Oh, I reckon 100% a giraffe if you get a pie. We've got a small <laughs> head, haven't we? Giraffe's heads are fucking massive. Are you taking a piss? They only look yeah, small because they're up a long stick. Yeah, the neck's <laughs> all right. But if you get up a good, get up a good tree... Like the head's tiny, isn't it? No, it's not. They're massive. They've got massive heads. It's like, you know how flags look small on the top of a flagpole? And you take <laughs> them down and they're the size of a fucking bed sheet. Right? That's basically what a giraffe's head is like. Yeah. yeah. I reckon I'd still have one, mate. I reckon I'd have a giraffe. I'm sticking with giraffe. Right. Mate, you're fuck. No, no way. No <laughs> way. <laughs> that ain't happening. No right, way. Billy's answer, Pav. We'll go, yeah, we'll go to a, we'll go on a live feed and go to a zoo next time. Smash that out. Wow. Go, we'll have Peter go, on our case. Go, 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 go to Chester Zoo and fucking we'll give Tesco's had Cross Zoo on the back of us. Well, there you go. Go around there. Just see if you can fucking lay one, lay one right on a on a giraffe's beak. See if you can. That's that's one of the uh, one of the uh, I don't know. Want to call it a stunt or one of the. Uh, the, like the shows you could have at the Gasser Diaries Festival is yeah, like you know you could set up like a massive dirt ramp next to a giraffe and you've got to go up it, go really fucking high and like knock out a giraffe midair. Mm. Yeah, I think that'd be I think that'd be sick. But you also got to think about what the repercussions are. Like if you did get up and <laughs> that giraffe that. is gonna fuck you up afterwards. Yeah, but what with? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not have you seen have you seen our giraffes fight? They fight by swinging their necks at each other. Oh, yeah, they do, don't they? They're quite slow, though, aren't they? Quite agile. Mate. Agile Giraffe is such a left-field choice, it's unreal. You couldn't have picked an animal with a head further away from where you are. It's like you purposely chose an animal that you need a stepladder to knock out. Stepladder. Scaffolding. Yeah. I'm intrigued. How about curiosity? What animal would uh, do you think you could knock? What mammal do you think you could knock out with a single punch? Hmm. Uh, I know these are questions for Billy, but I'm just curious. Single punch. I mean, I could knock the fuck out of a platypus with a single punch. (laughs) That's the funniest thing you can imagine. No, but they're quite they're quite sturdy, aren't they? Yeah, but they're tiny. They're not that tiny. Why do you think every animal's tiny? Just you know, just because they were they were small when you're in a kid and you're reading it in a book, that's not their actual <laughs> size, Billy. <laughs> it's like the size of an otter, though, isn't it? No, they're bigger than otters, aren't they? 
I don't, re- I don't reckon I could knock an otter out. Otters, otters are mean bastards, they are. Hmm. Things that were running through my head were like, do you know what I mean? Like a mammoth. Well, I know they're extinct. But... <laughs> <laughs> so you've picked something you can't reach and something that hasn't lived for thousands of years. Yeah, but like, in the effort, that is the biggest thing. Like, do you know what I mean? I can yeah, but you've got to knock it out with one punch. I think you're forgetting the one punch bit. <laughs> It just comes straight back, wouldn't it? Yeah. He wouldn't even notice you. He wouldn't even notice you doing it. Yeah, but I'd rather say a giraffe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not, not like a platypus. I'd rather really say something big. Maybe, I, maybe I'm being too realistic. Yeah. Let me. Oh, okay. Fuck it. A gorilla. Screw it. <laughs> punch, punch the fuck out a gorilla. That, that that gorilla is gonna just. You're gonna hit it, and then it's gonna stare at you, and then it's gonna just like just turn rip, you around. Rip my limbs off. Yeah. <laughs> rip his pieces. Yeah. So you agree that a gorilla is a bad choice? Yeah. Well, I hate to break it to you, but a a gorilla's got a smaller head than a giraffe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but what's can you imagine a giraffe trying to punch you? It's like a T. I'd choose a T Rex any day. Do you know what I mean? What's it going to do back? No, we're not. We're not letting the animal punch you back. (laughs) It's not a boxing match. (laughs) It's not. It's not. It's not. You get a punch each. It's. You have to punch it or the fucker's going to kill you. T-Rex, you would not knock it out with one punch and then it will just bite your head off. Baby giraffe, I reckon. I'll take a baby Baby giraffe. giraffe. Yeah. Newborn. <laughs> a newborn <laughs> giraffe. Is it a foal? A giraffe's newborn's called foals? Yeah, I think, I think so. So yeah. just for clarification, Billy would kill a newborn animal for, <laughs> for shits and In giggles. One In one punch, yeah. <laughs> You're a terrible human, Billy. <laughs> You're a sick man, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fucking hell. Oh, it's my go, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Still when was the last time your penis saw direct sunlight? <laughs> <sighs> when did it not? That, that's the end. That's, that's what I'm trying to think. You're just about. swinging in the breeze. <laughs> No, I think I think when I get up naked in the morning and the, the, the light's shining through the van, really, quite exposed, aren't you? Well, where do, where do I go to the toilet when I'm living in the van every day? Have a have a piss outside. So probably probably about half an hour ago when, when I lost connection and parked up again. <laughs> you had a little cheeky wee wee as well, did you? Oh uh, yeah, I always do, yeah. Well I've just just had about four Got a market time, territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not one of giraffes coming face. round asking for trouble. You've got to put your scent out. Yeah, it's a different thing with yeah. a van like this. You've got to mark wherever you are. Yeah, gangs of adolescent giraffes just running around looking for you. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, uh, is it me, Pav? Yeah, it's your go. Yeah, go on. Next one. Uh, da, 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 da. Right, in those first few seconds, are you hoping it's ice, ice baby or under pressure? Oh, that's a good question. In what what first first few seconds? When you hear the intro to the song. Dum, 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 dum. 
That's actually like one of those things, isn't it? What do you call it? It's like the Mandela effect. <laughs> Don't do it, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so which, which, so in, those, in the first few seconds of that intro, are you hoping yeah. the song is Ice Ice Baby or Under Pressure? <laughs> Oh, I reckon under pressure, yeah. It's, a, it's the only choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pressure. You're under pressure to, to knock the fuck out of a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say you had to do it. I'd still do it, though. Baby giraffe, newborn. Let's not forget. Pat, bring out the giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> he said that like the guy from Pulp Fiction. Bring out the gimp. <laughs> Get a giraffe in a gimp mask. <laughs> I just had a really fucking weird vision in my head there. Oh, that is going to be a fun wank later. Oh, oh Jesus Christ, mate. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> right, last random then. Uh, oh. If you could replace your legs with something other than legs, what would you choose? <clears throat> I'll tell you what. When I saw when, when I saw the emails, I, I fucking hope they don't ask me that. Like hands for feet, like for, do you know what I mean? So I'm just gonna be. Like, I don't. I've got no preference. <laughs> so probably legs. No, actually, to be fair with that, I reckon what would come in the most handy. What don't you? What what don't you have every day? I reckon I'd have. I'd have one as a pen. You know what I mean? When you're trying to find a pen, you just don't have one. So I'd have one. I'd have one pen leg, and then I'd have like I'd have one pen leg, and then I'd have uh, one bottle opener. No, no, no pen opener, pen opener. With the tin opener leg there. Yeah, one tin opener. Oh, one tin opener. Oh. <laughs> so with 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 the tin opener leg, so obviously that's got two like prongs, hasn't it? Like two yeah. two arms to it. Would you have that bit facing downwards? So you've got like three legs essentially. Then. No, I see exactly why that. Like <laughs> you know. Oh, so oh. A, a giant pen and a giant. See what I mean? I'm trying to find the tin opener for you and I can't find it. There's no point it. showing us. Your video's not on. <laughs> so I'll whack on in. All right. Oh, oh Jesus. That. That's one leg. I know it might look like two, but you can also whack it out and scissor kick a giraffe if you want. Oh, that poor giraffe. Oh, I'm <laughs> oh, going to be on the news. Baby giraffe. <laughs> but yeah, no, you definitely a pen and a pen and a, yeah, but a tin opener. Of all the things I expected you to come out with. <laughs> I thought you'd say, like, I don't know, wheels or something. Yeah, I like thought that, you'd like... say mountain bike wheels. <laughs> oh, I thought I always know where they are. Do you know what I mean? I'm not looking for those whenever I need them. Uh, oh, no, fair point. I like I like your um your logic. Yeah, I yeah, mean, there's definitely there, there is definitely some logic there. 
I agree. Oh, yeah, there's all the logic there, isn't there? But, do you know what I mean? Anyone that's like, oh, I'd have bionic, bionic legs. Do you know what I mean? What are you going to use? But basically, you want, you want to be um, Inspector Gadget. Yeah. I'll tell you what, like, though. If, like... you had, if you had bionic legs, you could kick that giraffe extra hard. Don't need to, Matt. I'll just punch him in one. Kick, <laughs> kick that cunt all the way back to Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely that's definitely what I'd have. Yeah, I'd Fair be enough. Inspector Gadget for the nece- uncool necessities that you need. <laughs> Where's he the corkscrew? He loves it. He loves it. He loves the necessity. Old Uncle um, Uncle Gadget, Inspector Gadget. Uncle Gadget. Uncle Gadget. <laughs> no, yeah, that's somebody completely different, mate. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Uncle Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your uncle's gadget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Um, if you weren't doing what you do now, what do you think you'd be doing, mate? Um... Probably moving his van again. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. I probably wouldn't even have a van. I'd probably just get off, move by sleeping in the car park. Nice. Um, I actually don't. I've done it. I've done it for that. Well, I've not had the brand for that long, but I've all I've ever done is ride my bike. So that's pretty much all I do with the brand. I don't. I actually, I actually couldn't think about what else I'd rather. I'd, I'd be doing instead right now. Um. Don't know. Well, when I was at school, I um, you know, when you go in and you see a uh, you see a advisor that tells you basically tells you what what career that you can get out of your GCSEs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I got told that I was going to be a funeral director, so I'd be a funeral director. <laughs> yeah, for like, giraffes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would work quite well actually. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know why. Funeral director. Yeah, he looked at GCSEs and he was just like, yeah, you'd be a good funeral director. <laughs> you'd be good at moving yeah. dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah, I think he just thought I was like really morbid at school or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking hell. Funeral director. I know, yeah. So that's, yeah. I, mean, I suppose you can always fall back on it. The, the, the two things that people always need, need are funerals and haircuts. Hmm. Admittedly, I need less haircuts now, or fewer haircuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're probably closer to a funeral than a haircut. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing, isn't it? Oh. Well, we were given three three months to be a hairdresser. You're going to be a hair... Oh, yeah, because you're giving the mullets out, aren't you? Mm. You know what animal would look great with a mullet, don't you? Giraffe. 100%. Giraffe mullet. It's the way forward. I don't know what happened there, but we lost you. And when you come back, you came back and it was like you were singing a whole chorus line by yourself. (laughs) Yeah, your your audio just went really bitty, and it was like. Oh, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll hear it back in the recording. I'm leaving that in. That was brilliant. That was beautiful. Can you um? Can you recommend any brand you think would be good on the podcast? Uh, uh, 
he's a Pavel, one hundred percent. It'd be funny. It'd be a funny guy to have on there. He's the guy that we were at ball masters with. He'd he'd be up for that as well. So yeah, give overseas apparel a shout. Liam, the guy. Cool. Oh, oh he's just dropped out. Listener, um, uh, Billy has to go and move his van again. <laughs> he's going to move it to the top of a hill and he's going to wait for a giraffe to walk past the bottom of the hill and then he's going to do a judo chop <laughs> as it comes past oh. is he going to oh he's back can you hear us now yeah I can yeah I could I could always hear you I just didn't think you could hear me no we couldn't we was, went a bit bitty overseas apparel though Liam you say yeah yeah mate yeah it'll, um, yeah, it'll be a good one good one to use for sure um, also, another one that would be quite sick, quite interesting one. Mm, yeah. uh, guy that owns Can't Quit Cartel in mountain biking. He's um wheelchair run brand from uh, from a guy who had an accident and stuff. Um, and he does, yeah, he does apparel for mountain biking. It'd, it'd be a cool guy to, to talk to for sure. Cool. Awesome. Excellent. Out. Um, yeah, where can where can people find you, mate? Um, mainly Instagram for sure. Like Gasser Diaries Clothing on Instagram is our yeah main form. We also got YouTube, um, Gasser Diaries, but yeah, Instagram and YouTube's the one for sure. Um, the website again is uh, yeah, just Gasser Diaries Clothing. Awesome. I urge the listeners to go and check out your YouTube as well. I was watching a bit. Um, watch the uh, video that was up on your site, and then it come up with like the rest of your videos um, oh yeah cool no. stuff yeah mate yeah we i mean we get we don't get them out too often but we'll we'll get we'll get more out now i think um now yeah, that i've said yeah. that yeah yeah now that you said that yeah sure we're doing a lot now. <laughs> your instagram's your instagram's yeah. banging as well it's definitely worth checking that out for sure yeah that is. <clears throat> yeah appreciate that yeah no that's the thing it's all all with instagram these days isn't it mm. When it works, yeah. yeah. When it does work. Not Final question, then, Billy. Yeah, mate. Take it away, Pev. What is the meaning of life? Gas a diary's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't work out if you just said that or if that's the audio catching up from a previous question an hour ago. <laughs> No, I didn't say it. I think that was God. I think that was, was God. It? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we couldn't see you talking because your video is off, so it must have been. It must have been. Good old baby Jesus. Yeah, I was like caressing baby the uh, microphone with my lips just then when I said that. You couldn't see it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Pumba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does as well, Pumba. Yeah. Excellent. Well, the meaning of life is gas of diaries. <laughs> Buy it. That wasn't God saying it. That was me. I just, I just look a bit like him. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, 100%. Handsome, all-seeing, all-powerful. Yeah. Some people call him Jesus. Others call him Gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, mate. Um. Thank you for your time this evening, mate. We really appreciate it. And it's uh, really good to chat. 
It's the first time yeah, I've had yeah. a guest on three times in one uh, one evening. <laughs> <laughs> I've had him yeah, three times tonight. <laughs> cheers for having us on. Appreciate it. It's been good chatting to you guys. Yeah, and you, yeah. mate. You look after yourself. We'll have a catch up soon, yeah? Yeah, for sure. 100%, mate, yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to the next time. Cool, cool. Awesome, mate. Nice awesome. one. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Billy. All the best. Good evening, mate. We'll catch up soon. Cheers, mate. Cheers, bye, bye, bye. Take care, mate. Bye.